Shut up and sit down. Hey there and welcome to the Third Period Podcast, the show that takes you around the UK ice hockey leagues. Sponsored by Nuola for all your custom sportswear needs. Good evening and welcome back to the Third Period Podcast. I'm Ash and with me tonight we've got Danny. Danny, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Super. Scott, how are you this evening? All good, mate. Brilliant. And Ross, how are you from the cave tonight, mate? Yeah, fine and dandy, thanks. And how are you uh, coping up after last night's antics? Uh, Yeah, all good, thank you. Looking forward to tonight's episode to get last night out of the way. Um, And on that note, let's introduce tonight's guest. Tonight we're only going back a few years with our guests. He played one season with the Holsting Rays, three seasons in Coventry where we won the playoffs, headed to Scotland to play for the Dundee Stars, and he's now in Milton Keynes with his best friend, Russ Cowley. We welcome Kale Tanaka. Kale, how are you this evening? All good, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Brilliant. Thank you for joining us. So, um, I've, we've changed the wording of this question because Scott didn't like it. So, uh, let's go with the old age question. Get it out of the way. Where did hockey begin for yourself? What's your first memory? <clears throat> Jeez, I... Uh... You know, I think that as most kind of Canadian kids, we uh, were kind of just exposed to it at such a young age. I think that my first experience with hockey is on our backyard. My my dad was able to build us a rink because it was obviously cold and, uh, you know, built us an ice rink in our backyard. And my brother and I would go out there and rip around and, yeah, have a have a good old time. So that was, yeah, that was my first kind of experience. It wasn't really hockey, obviously. It was just going out there and skating around, but... That, uh, yeah, that was how we kind of got exposed to skating and, and hockey. So um, we'll start with your early days. You played in the uh, the OPJHL, is it Stuffville Spirit. Uh, what's that league about? Yeah, um, yes, yeah. Stuffville Spirit. That's a great place. It's uh, my hometown. Uh, so the, the OP is, uh, it's a junior system league. It's... Um, it's changed a little bit now with the amount of teams and everything that's going on, but it's, it's a feeder system for uh, like the NCAA. So um, if you want to go and play junior A versus going major junior back in Canada, you can do so. And um, you know, and you can still go to the U S and my, my initial plans as a, as a kid were, I wanted to go get an education and get uh, and go to university. And that was kind of my route to, to get there was going through the OP uh, yeah, and getting a scholarship. So you played 91 games over the two seasons, amassing 26 points, and then you move on to Aurora Tigers. How how does it work when, when moving teams at that age? And yeah. is there a little lot of, uh, well, not dodginess, but <laughs> you got to get a, get a call when you're a young man. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's a good question. I think that in any, in any sport, I mean, I did it the same thing I did in the UK as well. You, you kind of you obviously have played with, with guys on, on teams before. So, you know, them. you've got relationships with them and then the next night you're, or whatever, the next season you're playing against them. So uh, you still have those relationships. You're still buddies, but it's, it's a, uh, it's a healthy competitive uh, kind of environment. And, uh, and I think it, it kind of makes things a little bit more enjoyable in the sense that guys know how you are and know how you play anyway. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's, it's just, yeah, it's the same kind of thing as like going in and when I'd be back and playing to blaze and whatever it's, it's, you have those relationships and it's, it, it adds another element of, uh, uh, of competitiveness to it. Kale, back in uh, 2006, 2007, you uh, made the move to the NCAA, the University of Alabama, Huntsville, playing four seasons for them. Uh, it's a total of 112 games, 24 points. Was the NCAA a different type of competition compared to the OPJHL? Yeah, I mean, I think that what happened in the NCAA or what the NCAA is like is, is again, that's a, it's a purely, it's a, it's a feeder league really for, for guys that end up going to the NHL. Um, you know, I never, I knew that I was, I was never destined for the NHL in my, uh, in my career, but I, uh, I was lucky enough to play alongside our goalie back in, uh, in Alabama Huntsville, still playing in the NHL to this day. He's Cam Talbot. Um, you know, you, you, it's, it's a whole different level of intensity, um, compared to the day-to-day, uh, yeah, it's just a whole level, different level of intensity where guys are just trying to really knock your head off every single night. Um, and you're, you're, you know, in practice, the team is carrying an additional four or five guys that want to take your role. And they're, they're your brothers out there in uh, every single night when you're, you're playing alongside them, but they want, they want your job. So uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's really competitive and yeah, it's definitely a step up. It definitely sounds like a very competitive business plan there. And Got to keep your feet on the ground and keep going, otherwise uh, it can end very quickly. Um, moving on from the NCAA, you made the move to Europe and to France, playing nine games for Montpellier, scoring a couple of goals, a couple of assists as well. How come the stay was so short? Was it end of a season, start of a season? Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, I don't want to get too much into it, but it wasn't the best situation. Personal, personal wise, my personal life, I was going through some changes as well. As well as it just wasn't the best, you know, setup for me at the time uh, with the team. So it, uh, yeah, it was short lived, and I, I kind of thought at that point that I was, I was done wanting to play competitively, and I was kind of ready to move back home. And after being in the U.S. for four years away from uh, from my family and stuff at a young age, I, I thought I wanted to go back home. And uh, yeah, so I made made the shift back home, gave up the gave up the skates, kind of, and and uh, yeah, went and went and got a big boy job for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, moved back to Canada. Um, played for the Dundas Real McCoys yeah, in the definitely. ACH, and then <laughs> now I've never heard of them. That team, I'll be honest. Um, what's so, where right, are they? What's it about? Like, you guys are making me sound like a real journeyman. It sounds like I've been all. <laughs> I uh, so the ACH is <clears throat> it is a competitive league. It's like fellas that come back who've, who've been Can- Canadians or whatever from Ontario end up kind of ending up wherever playing hockey wherever they are in the world and then when they're ready to go kind of settle back home and they still want to play competitively that's that's kind of what the league is it's for guys that have kind of semi-unofficially retired or whatever so still competitive there's lots of guys that have had careers elsewhere um yeah still pretty good level of hockey and yeah enjoyed that and and I realized at that moment there that I was I wasn't kind of done playing competitively I still had a lot of fire in my belly and I still wanted to keep playing so uh, yeah, I took a risk and, uh, I assume you're going to want to go talk to Hull, about Hull next. So I'll just go there. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I just looked to, to move over to, to the UK. I had a buddy that played one of my teammates from the NCAA, uh, his name's Andrew Coburn. 
uh, affectionately nicknamed Nubs. I he he played for Cluche in in Hull and uh, and kind of linked us up and and the rest is history. I kind of ended up in the UK and had a very challenged year in 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 Hull where I broke my wrist, broke my uh, broke my collar, separated my AC joint, my shoulder, broke my ribs, took a slap shot to the mouth and lost a bunch of teeth. Yeah, had an overall tough year. Spent the whole year in casts or not playing. It was it was a tough one, but. Uh, I think that after that year, I realized how much I still, yeah, it, it, I just didn't want to retire on that note because I could have easily stepped away from the game and said, I broke my wrist. I broke my ribs. I've, I've broken my face. I've, uh, you know, I, I, it's been a tough year. Let's just hang them up. It's not for me, but I felt like I had to kind of prove something to myself at that point. And that, yeah. Did you feel with that, um, with the, all the injuries, in Hull, did you feel that maybe you should have kept the skates hung up and kept the big boy job like you mentioned previously? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I I, I, th- I thought that there was a couple of periods during the season where I was like, yeah, you know what? This isn't for me. Like, yeah, I should just, it's too, e- it's easier just to go get a job and, you know, and, and not have to deal with being injured and getting hurt and not feeling like you can walk down the stairs or whatever. But at the same time, I, as I said, I, I think that it was, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to leave with a sour taste in my mouth, really. And, and I felt like that would have been two walking away from the game two different way in two different seasons where I didn't really leave on a positive note. Like the first year, as I said, in France, it, I had some personal stuff going on. I wasn't in a great situation there. And then in Hull, obviously, the situation was terrible because of all the injuries. But uh, I didn't want that to be my uh, my last kick at the can. Uh, and I'm, I'm really glad that I that I kept, uh, kept going. Cause I've, you know, I've now I'm living in Scotland because of it basically. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm glad I stuck around. Just going back a, a slight little bit. Um, you mentioned obviously you came to Hull in Britain when you decided you wanted to put the skates back on, go again. Was Europe always somewhere you were aiming to get to, or was it the one on the cards you went, that suits me? Yeah, I think that, so what happened is, I had spoken with one of my colleagues. I said, Andrew Coburn from college. And it just, it was going to be the best situation. To be honest, I just need, I wanted to get a team on a team that would just give me a chance to play really and give me a chance to go prove myself. And uh, so, yeah, I owe, I owe Clutes a lot for, for giving me an opportunity. Cause as I said, I've, you know, I've ended up where, you know, having, making a, a seven year career, I think in the UK out of it. So uh yeah he took a chance on me and unfortunately for both of us it wasn't a very great year uh for the team or for you know me personally either but um yeah I mean it, it ended up working out so Kale, you mentioned there obviously about the time in Hull you um you had a very frequent trip should we say to the hospital by the sounds of things <laughs> But yeah. those times that you were actually on the ice doing your thing, and I, I noticed it from a few games when you played against us at the Skydome, you were quite an edgy, agitated player. You used to get under a lot of people's skins quite easily. Is, is that something that you always thought about doing when you played hockey, or was it something that Klutz kind of said, this is what I want you to do? No, I think that, I don't know what... My brother would say that I've always been annoying. So I, I guess it, it's just, I don't know. I've just always kind of played with a bit of an edge. And uh, I think that that's when I've performed at my best is really is if I've, if I played with that edge as a, as a smaller guy, you get a little bit more space, you get a little bit more respect. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, it's it was never really. In fact, I had a lot of my coaches in my day telling me to kind of tone it down and oh, really? to be to be to be a little bit more mature. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's just kind of part of the way that I played. I guess it's a bit of a persona, really. You kind of go out there and you 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 have to be uh, put a bit of persona on and, and play with a little bit of swagger and, and pretend uh, not pretend, but yeah, just put it on and make sure that you're. Uh, it just helped me perform to my best. I think. <laughs> Now, am I right in thinking we obviously we watched you for a few seasons and you were an agitator and were very good at it and you were always smiling at the opposition player and for me if I was playing against you that really would have wound me up but am I right in saying you only actually had one elite league fight I don't know how many elite league fights I had and in fact in fact I don't know if I even had one to be honest so yeah it could have been none Chris Jones in Cardiff, but I'm very surprised that you managed to to get away with not getting. (laughs) I think that uh, a lot of the time it was if someone was gonna, it was if I were to give somebody a fight, it was giving them what they wanted, and I didn't want to ever give them what they wanted to do, which was, and that and that was part of like the mental, the mental part of it is, you know you're going and pissing them off and, and they're, you know, they're wanting to, to beat the, the, the tar out of you and, and not letting them beat the tar out of you is, uh, is part of, you know, not, uh, not giving in really. But, uh, you know, I certainly took my lumps over the years. I certainly took a bunch of hits and, and I took my, you know, I got my punches in and took them in the head and everything. So guys definitely got their, uh, got their, you know, got their laughs as well. But um, yeah, that was kind of part of it. And yeah, to be honest, I don't know how many fights I had. Not not many, that's for sure. The fact that you, if you did have just the one or the two, or however many it, it turned out to be, I'm sure someone will tell us eventually. Well, I used to get a lot. I'll, t- I'll tell you, it wasn't. Guys used to get a, You know, they they were not happy about it, which was one <laughs> of the things that I enjoyed about it, really. So, uh, yeah. So, Kel, obviously, after that, should we say season in Hall? Obviously, you've you kind of broke out and you stood out to to the then coach of the Coventry Blades, Matty Soderstrom. Um, am I right in thinking that before that kind of offer comes about, you contact a certain Matt Bolesky and have a conversation with him about his time in Coventry? Well, yeah, so Matty, uh, we're buddies from growing up. My, he, he played with my brother for a number of years. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're buddies from back home. And uh, when we were, when he was in Cove, I was in Hull, obviously. I remember didn't get to play against him at the time because I was injured, but um yeah I asked him about his time in, in Cov and he had a great experience and you know it's uh you obviously talk to your buddies and you trust them kind of more than anyone really if uh if someone was unhappy somewhere they're going to tell you the truth and uh equally if they've if they've had a good experience a good experience you take that with even more even more weight so um yeah it's it's uh yeah had a chat with Matt and yeah he had a great time so I was more than happy to to, to jump on board Good to hear that obviously Matt had a really good time with us too. He even recommend us for someone of his levels to go, yeah, go there. That's brilliant. Exactly, exactly. So it was an unusual start to the season in Coventry um, with Matty Soderstrom as head coach because unfortunately that didn't work out well and he was replaced by Mark LeFair. What was it like inside the dressing room when the change was made as head coach? Yeah, I mean, it was... I think that we, we had a couple of 
bit of strange years really in Coventry where, where we'd go through really, uh, you know, real highs and lows. So it, it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster my whole time in Cov. And, uh, you know, it was, you never want to see somebody get fired ever. Um, but at that point there, it was just a, a kind of a bit of a fresh start for us and hopefully, hopefully turn the ship around. Um, you know, and then the, and the same thing with, uh, with favor when he, when he was, when he was let go, it's, uh, it was always tough on the guys and nobody wanted to see it happen, but obviously kind of things worked out in the way that they were supposed to. And, um, yeah, again, we, we kind of turned it around, but those, those, those periods of change are really difficult in the room, but they're also a, a, an opportunity for the guys to kind of reset and, uh, and, and, and gather together and, and kind of all, um, yeah all get kind of back on the same page and, and, uh, and make sure that everyone's pulling in the right direction. So in a way they were, they were positive things definitely for the team. Cause we ended up with, you know, winning a championship and getting to the final four, uh, the year after as well. So, or the finals the year after as well. So, um, you know, can't, can't fault too much on it. So, but yeah, definitely periods of tumult, but, but, uh, positives come out of that. Oh, definitely. Definitely, it's, it's Blaze fans. Well, it's me as a Blaze fan. Seeing us win a trophy, that's what we go to the ring for. Exactly. We want, we want to win trophies and I want the players to win trophies. Um, you obviously mentioned about Matt Lefebvre being uh, let go and Chuck coming in. Now everyone's heard about Chuck's philosophies, the way he sets it up, the way he coaches. What was it like in the dressing room with Chuck and what did he change? And obviously he came in with his aim to win the playoffs. How did he implement that to you and the rest of the team? Yeah, I would say that that we had we had kind of three very different coaching styles over that three uh, three year period, uh, and yeah, you just kind of have to. It's it's like any kind of change in 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 coaching practice or in coaching whatever the situation is. It's uh, someone has a new vision or a new idea. You have to kind of get on board, and we certainly had uh, a more a kind of a. Mark liked kind of the the more creative kind of game and letting guys do kind of what they thought that uh, letting guys play the way that they naturally kind of played and Chuck uh, was definitely more systems oriented um, but yeah I mean it worked for us we we were able to to pull pull it out so um, yeah clearly cleared the change as I said was 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 a positive you know we got the results out of it. Obviously, we win the playoffs with Chuck's first season and. Um... You were you were a scratch on the the semi final of the uh, the weekend. Was how, when do you get told that that's happening, and how, how did you personally take it? <clears throat> I can't remember exactly how I was told. Uh, I can't remember how I was told. I think I was out with my brother at that time because Hull was in the in the playoffs as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, listen, it's it's we're all human. It's not easy. It's not easy you know, thing to hear. Um, but at the end of the day, you're, you're there to, to win hockey games. And if it's, if it's somebody's idea, if it's somebody's opinion, or if it's somebody's judgment call that that's the best thing for the team, then you've got to, uh, you've got to kind of accept it. Um, and that's, as I said, you know, it's not easy and it's, it doesn't make you happy to sit there and watch the game, but at the same time, you want to get the, you still want the team to win, obviously, you still want the team to do well. Um, and you know, that's, it's really hard to go watch a team, your team go into a shootout against Belfast and win in a shootout. Cause you want to be a part of it and be like physically on the ice with the rest of the guys. 
Um, but you're just as happy as the rest of those guys when uh, when the game is won uh, and you're celebrating down there in the change room with them. Well, you played in the final and, uh, well, we all know how that went. So well, we, it's all good. All, all ends well. Uh, obviously, then you had another season in Coventry. We get to the, the final again in the playoffs after an indifferent regular season, shall we say. And then uh, we lose the game and it was a tough loss. So what how... What do you think went wrong your end? Of, I think obviously we lost Robbo, but yeah. is there anything else the Blaze could have done? Do you think? To be completely honest, again, this is it's kind of hard to, to remember. It's been a while now. It uh, at that point, I think we just ran into a bit of a team that Nottingham was was a good team. They've always had good teams. Um, you know, they're playing in Nottingham. They're playing in front of their own fans. It's uh, it's always going to be a tough game. Um, I thought we played really well. I do remember the Cardiff game because we spanked them. Um, but yeah, I don't remember too much of that. I just remember being frustrated in that game because we couldn't seem to get any offense going. Um, uh, that is what I do remember about that game. And, you know, obviously devastating to lose, but at the same time at the, that year, Chris Lawrence, Larry was my roommate for the first, uh, first bit of the year. And uh, as much as you obviously hate to lose, you hate to lose every single game. Um, but uh, you've also got that that uh, that excitement as well for your buddy or your you know guys that you know that uh, that that deserve to win as well. You know you obviously work your ass off, but they're they're on the same they're in the same boat as you. They're on the other team, but they're working hard too. So um, it's it's difficult, but at the same time, you know you you you're happy for your buddies that have that have been able to pull it out, even if you never want to admit it to them. <laughs> you seem like. Uh... You enjoyed your time in Coventry. Obviously, we had our ups and downs, but was, would there be anything you would have changed personally? Or <clears throat> Listen, I think that beyond the fact that I had to play with Russ Cowley for three years, I think that, uh, <laughs> no, it, it's it, I've, every single team that I've played on over the course of my entire career, I've learned a ton from. And I think that uh, it's all those learning experiences. I think that you get more and more, and more mature over the years. And I think that I've matured as a, as a guy since I've, first put on a Coventry Blaze uniform since I've yeah and since all my years in university I think that the guys that I played university hockey with would say how did this guy get like what is what is this guy like now that is bizarre so um yeah it's just really I really had a great time in Cub I've I owe a lot to the game really I owe a lot I owe a lot to hockey and as I said the only real negative was just that Russ was around I had to sit beside him for three years and just terrible stories really so boring. <laughs> oh, we'll get onto that a little bit later, I believe. Um, so, Kel, when the kind of decision comes about that you're not going to come back for that fourth year, um, who makes that decision? Was it you? You went to the club first, or did the club not come to you? And it was kind of like, well, I know yeah. I've got to move on now. How does that work? Because obviously, from a player's perspective, we all want a certain player back, and I believe that season, everybody yeah. was like, Kel's got to come back. Yeah. So that's a, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a, a Danny Stewart had come in that year at the end of the year, time for a change for them. And I think he just wanted to go into a new direction as well. And, uh, you know, I would have loved to have stayed, but it wasn't in the cards and it wasn't, uh, you know, you don't take anything personally at that point. It's, uh, it's a business as well. Everybody's trying to run a business. And, um, so yeah, I ended up in Dundee and I think that, I obviously played with Favor again, and Favor knew me as a guy, knew me as a player. So 
Uh, you know, and we, again, it's, it's crazy, but I felt like everywhere that I ended up playing in those, those four or five years have been pretty tumultuous, but we ended up having successful years. So, um, yeah, we had a, we had a bit of a, a strange start. We had a good start in Dundee and then we had a, a lag in the middle and then we, we finished strong again. So we, uh, we got to the final four that year as well. And, uh, yeah, favors, as I said, his, the way that he liked to play was more kind of creative and letting guys play and, uh, so that was a really enjoyable year to, to, to go in and kind of, uh, yeah, just to, to, to go out there and just and play and, and not to worry too much. I knew it was going to be my last kind of full-time professional year. I didn't want to, uh, I knew it was kind of time for me to, to, to move away a little bit from the game. So that was my, my final, like, this is it, like go in and have a good season, have fun. And, and, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. A bit of a, it's obviously a business decision. As I said, it's just to summarize, sorry, I got away from it, but, <laughs> That's uh, yeah, more more on Danny's side, but uh, as I said, it's total it was totally a, a an accepted decision. It's it's the guy has a right to come in and build his own team, and if it's yes. uh, he wants to build a piece that or you know thinks that the piece is uh, he wants another piece at one hundred percent that that makes sense. No, that's obviously Lucy. It's obviously you have the the respect there to say I completely agree with what you're doing. So that, that's good. Obviously, you mentioned obviously you had Mark up in Dundee when you signed there. You also had another a friend from the playoff winning year uh, in Craig Sescon who as we record this today, uh, this morning, has announced he's retiring. Um, what was it like having, you know, Big Craig in the room again? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's always funny. As I said, like, it's, it's, you don't realize kind of how small the hockey world is. It's really not that big. Like, uh, it's, uh, so, you know, you end up playing with the same guys or you know guys that are played, you know, it's, it's, it's really small. So having Craig there was great. Having Seski there was great. And then, you know, yeah three quarters of the guys I've played against really on Dundee. So you kind of know some of the guys anyway, or, you know, them from playing with whoever. So yeah, it was great to have Seski in the room and uh, yeah. Congratulations to him on a great career. If I uh, haven't spoken to him in a while, but it's yeah. Good, good move for him. I'm, I'm, he's had a hell of a career, a long one. He's taken a lot of punches and thrown a lot of punches. So I'm sure he's, he's uh, his head's probably sore and needs a break. So Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were talking uh, about Sescon um, this afternoon while we were having a little chat. And, you know, uh, some of the fights he had, we, I think he barely lost the fight in Coventry. But, yeah, what a fantastic achievement uh, over, the, um, over his career. Uh, but you were, uh, after Dundee, you had a few games with the clan. Uh, you signed with Solway with the Sharks. Was this simply down to the ideal choice of location? Yeah, so I've I, uh, I've been living in Glasgow now for four, just under four years. And uh, excuse me, has it been four years? Man, the years are getting away from me. I think it's three years, three and a half years now. Uh, so yeah, it came down to kind of location. And I talked to, I know Gareth Traumas just from kind of being around the sport and being around the UK. And uh, I'm based in, in Glasgow now for work. And um, yeah, so it was just kind of an, a location thing. And uh I, as I said, I knew I didn't want to play – not that I didn't want to play full-time, but it was time for me to kind of step away and, and have hockey be more of a secondary role. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was based on that. And then same with Solway. Just they're, they're only about an hour and a bit away from, from Glasgow and a good opportunity to still play, still be competitive, um, and, and have that, that work-life balance as well where I can – you know, I could do my day job and – uh, and go to the rink and and go and kind of let off some steam and go get punched in the head as well on the weekend. So, you know, it was, yeah, it was all good. 
That brings us up to then the, the season which just ended and you signed with Milton Keynes Lightning. A bit of a travel from Glasgow. Um, a few former Blaze players playing there alongside yourself. Tom Carlon, Leon Stewart, James Griffin, Jordan Stokes, Brandon Stones. And then the person you've mentioned quite a bit, your best mate was Cowley. Was it an easy decision to make to sign with MK? Yeah, I mean, I think the only challenge was obviously the logistics. It's, it's not all that close, but it... it uh... It was, it was, yeah, and no, it was a really, really enjoyable year. Again, it uh, they, they treat you really well down there. They're, they've got a great setup, and uh, yeah, getting to play a couple, with a couple of Blaze guys, and then uh, uh, the number one Blaze loser in Russ Cowley, Cowley was was uh, uh, no a real pleasure, real pleasure to be with him in the room again. To be honest, as as much as I, I hate being around him, I, I love him to death. So it was uh, great to be in there and, and giving him uh, giving him the gears and having him tell his stories and putting all the guys to sleep. And uh, now it was, it was really good. Really good. He, uh, now I'm, I'm, you know, he's his body, his body's still holding up, which is surprising to me when I see the size of him, because he is just a little skinny twig. And he, the fact that he's still playing is just shocking to me, but yeah, no, it was, it was great. It was an easy decision, easy decision, but also challenging uh, from a logistical perspective, but, but worth it, worth it. Same. Um, you you've mentioned it was challenging. I assume then from that aspect, Milton Keynes approached you to sign for them rather than you putting the feeders out to Milton Keynes. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how it happened. I think it was Russ was playing and uh, I think Russ had just kind of uh, proposed the idea. And uh, yeah, you know, I know as much as he, you know, probably gives me stick and, and whatever saying stuff about me, that's he's, he's, he's obsessed with me. So like he definitely reached out to me and said like, come on down or whatever. I can't remember exactly how it happened either, but uh, yeah, as I said, it, it worked out. It was, it ended up being a good setup and they were, they were very supportive and very understanding of my situation. As I said, obviously I work up in Glasgow. So they were, they were willing to work with me on, uh, on, uh, you know, on being flexible with, with my attendance and stuff, which was, which was definitely very helpful, but great year. When when's retirement gonna happen then, KO? I keep thinking that you were you're yeah. retired and you back up. Yeah, I'm like a I'm like a bad rash. You can't get rid of me too for too long. I'll go away for a little bit, put cream on, and then after that it comes back when you stop putting on the, the ointment. But I think uh yeah, I don't know. We'll kind of see. I mean, obviously there's so much kind of craziness going on in the world. It's and, uh, you know, my, my fiance is seven months pregnant. So my number one priority since, since April when we, or April, May time when we found out was, was just making sure that I'm doing the right thing for, for my, you know, my pregnant fiance and our, and our little one. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if things kind of clear up next year and everyone's kind of happy and healthy and then, then, then maybe, but, um, I've gotten quite into, to climbing mountains and hill walking around here. So it's, uh, I'm enjoying having my weekends, which is uh, something I haven't had for forever, really, since I've been about 15. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not going to say no, that I'm totally done, but I'm also not going to commit to I certainly wouldn't commit to anything either. I, I reckon we'll be still. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, I'll be playing in the Czech Republic, flying the Czech Republic on weekends for, for, for hockey. Uh, uh, so. One question we always ask all our guests, Kel, is if you had to pick a line, so that's one netminder, two D, three forwards, of players you've played alongside throughout your career, who would be your 
ideal players to pick in that situation? Um, who can I play with? So I would say that I would my my goalie from university. Uh, so Cam and Nat on D. Who would I played with or play? Did you sorry? Did you say played with or played against? Played against as well? Is that included, or is it just played with? Uh, if we try and keep it to played with, if you're struggling, then yeah, by all means, throw in a, an opposition. <laughs> played with. Who do we have the most success with? I'd say definitely Russ is going to be number one on the bench. <laughs> in the stands, no Russ. I'd let him buy a ticket to come watch the game, basically. <laughs> Um, I, I do, to be honest, I don't know. You play with so many. It's and I know this is going to sound like a, a political answer, but you play with so many guys that bring so many different things to the game mm. table that it's really, really difficult to to answer that. Like even from a goalie perspective, to be honest, I think that's relatively easy because he's the only guy, goalie that I know that's played in the NHL or that's playing in the NHL still. So he's a whole different creature. But the guys that I played with, I've been very, very fortunate. That, as I said, they all bring different things to the game and and I think that that's what makes a team so special is the fact that you can have all these different guys that bring different things um I can't, I can't answer it I mean if you want to have something on toughness and I'll I'd say Seski and Olsen and, and the back in the back end that's good um you know if you want to have real annoying losers and I'd say put O'Mara and and Cowley on a line <laughs> but uh yeah hard to, hard to sell hard to hard to say <laughs> I, d- I did enjoy my time actually playing with with marzi and with gwen gertie when when was it? i think it was our second year in cove no third year when i was on the line with them but yeah mm. i don't want to give them credit either because i wouldn't want like mar to hear this and say like yeah look what you said you said some nice stuff about <laughs> I, think, I think that he's all cool after that so <laughs> I'll, i'm gonna leave it at that if that's okay no, fair enough, fair enough. Marzi made an appearance at V's testimonial just before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I was I was actually planning on going down. Unfortunately, it was midweek game, so I couldn't get down because of the the uh, the work commitments and stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, Russ was there and stuff. Obviously, yeah. make it super entertaining for everyone, which was would have been great to <laughs> to hear him talking about old times with the rest of the guys. <laughs> um. So that's all the questions I've got this evening, personally. I'm going to do a quick round robin with the rest of the guys. So, Ross, any more from yourself? No, that's it. I'm done now, thanks. Anything from yourself, Scott? No, I'm good, thank you. And um, what about yourself, Danny? A couple of things I thought about as we were going through it. You mentioned, we talked about it earlier for you, Kale, that obviously about that kind of agitator getting under the player's skin and you didn't let them have their way when it came to they wanted to fight you. Kind of on the flip side of that, the one thing that you kind of did that I noticed probably in your last season with the Blaze, you were quite, you know, you are quite springy off the boards when it did come to players hitting you. Um, and you seemed to squeeze through gaps that I could never imagine anybody going through. Is is it something that you worked on like a lot in training, like how to get around a player if the gap between them and the board was very narrow? Because you used to do this yeah. thing where you shifted your feet. I don't know if you've ever noticed it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, as a smaller guy and as a bit of a, a target in a, in a sense is you have to learn how to protect yourself and you have to know how to kind of evade, evade guys. Cause there, there are guys like Benny Olsen who are a foot taller than you and can take your head off in a second. So 
Um, yeah, you got to learn how to kind of be able to, 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 to protect yourself and, and, and to, yeah, to get away from it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was something I worked on. I think I spent a lot of my time in college was, was learning on how to kind of really be, get effective at that. Mm-hmm. And then you, the, the more that you learn how to play in a, in a place like, you know, the Skydome, which is a smaller rink, then, uh, the more kind of adapt, adapt you get at, uh, at, uh, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, you have to learn how to do it or else, or else you get killed out there, really. Um, yeah. Fair enough. No, that's all from me, Ash. Okay, then. On that note, Kale, thank you for your time this evening. It's been great to go down memory lane with yourself, especially with that playoff win. Um, we hope everything goes well with yourself and your partner with the upcoming uh, parenthood. Um, and from that, this is all for this week's episode of the Third Period Podcast. Hopefully we'll be all back in our strength watching some hockey very soon. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Third Period Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got anything you want to say to us, find us on Facebook. Maybe join in the next episode. As always, check out Nuola for all your custom sportswear needs.